everybody. Welcome to Revival Town Podcast. I'm Chuck Tate. That's Andy King. How you doing, mate? Doing great, mate. How you doing? Yeah, doing good. Well, you know, it's great to be in the Dream Center. Yeah, we are in the Dream Center. Uh, if you're watching, uh, you'll be able to see us in our little space that we've put together. Uh, this is the new recording studio at the Dream Center that we've been working on for quite some time now. But we're able to do some stuff, and we're gonna we're gonna be uh, also starting. I'm gonna start a podcast class. For the students so in cool. our after-school program. That's so, so cool. So, yeah, so we, we're checking out some of the new gear that we just got uh, uh, thanks to a grant we got through... Yeah. through uh, Very special. Yeah, so, so we're able to, to be down here. We may not be here every week. We may go back over to your place and... Hey, we'll see. You, you know, know but uh, but it is it is good to finally be in a space. Yeah, yeah. maybe take it on the road. We'll see. Oh, wouldn't that be good? Do a road show? That'd be yeah, good. Yeah, that'd be good. good. The Revival Town Podcast Road Show oh. featuring the one and only Andy King. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> hey, so i uh, got to tell you about something that happened. Yeah. I got my ID, ID stolen. What? Oh, mate. I am watching a film the other night with my wife, and uh, I get this text, and this text comes up. No, e- email saying thank you for your purchase through StubHub for some L.A. Clippers tickets. Oh. $1,000, mate. <laughs> Courtside. Oh. oh, I can't wait to go. It's going to be a great game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got to be kidding me. Somebody stole oh. your credit card and purchased $1,000 tickets to a Clippers game. Yeah, it was three three tickets. And, uh, okay. And then, yeah, so... Called, called the credit card company real quick. Wow. Obviously, uh, you know, wanted to get it all sorted out. They, they, uh, they're going to deal with it. I changed my password at StubHub, and and then this morning I got a text from one of my workers saying, "Hey, I just got this text, and it comes up as from you, but it's not your phone number, but it says Andy King, and it's all about." getting gift cards and things like that. And oh, I, I've had that happen to me. Yeah, I said so. That's, that's, it's, it's crazy how many people are out there trying to steal identities. They're stealing credit cards. Mm-hmm. There's all kinds of scams. I almost purchased this chair for for my bedroom to do some writing in. Yeah. And it was one of those offers that was, eh, it was too good. So I, I did, you know, a little bit of research, and the website was was phony. Mm. Yep. Instead of instead of being like Macy's.com, it was Macy's hyphen discount.com, yeah. which was not the same. Oh. So you gotta you gotta be careful. There's someone on TikTok. There's actually there's a couple accounts on TikTok that are using my likeness, my identity, my videos, my bio, my everything. Mm. And they are DMing people prophetic words oh. and requesting money. Oh man! So I'm been raising money to try to get tickets to a Clippers game, and it's this. <laughs> no, no, I can't believe people. People are horrible. Oh, uh, so you know, did you, I, I hope you get this sorted out. Yeah, I, I yeah, I am too. I mean, I had to cancel my credit card, and uh, you know, when we're recording this, uh, this is December eighth. We're recording this. You know, next week I go to Vegas to go and see you too. I mean, right. my boys. I'm like, I've got to get this credit card in. So yeah. we can go, you know what I mean? Right, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so it, it, it's it's definitely one of those. So uh, is it your debit card? or credit No, it's, it's my it's, credit it's, card. It's, it's my your, American okay. Airlines okay. credit card. Yeah, wow, yeah. man. Yeah, so, but anyway, you know, life happens and uh, we'll just keep going. Got to keep going and we're going to keep this show going. It's a great 
show. It's a great conversation. Yeah, this is very much needed. Why don't you, you share a little bit about who we've got coming on, Chuck? All right. So her name is Bunny Pounds, and she is the founder of an organization called Christians Engaged. And we're going to let her tell you what that means. She has a brand new book out. It's actually not even released yet. You can get it in, in some Barnes and Nobles in yeah. Books and Millions right now. It's not it doesn't even get released till February sixth. Right. But it's called Jesus and Politics. So this oh, is it's a, gonna be good. Oh, it's good. So sit back and relax. And enjoy this conversation. With Bunny. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. for another conversation on Revival Town Podcast. Our guest today, Bunny Pounds, is the founder and president of Christians Engage, which seeks to awaken, educate, and empower Christians to pray, vote, and engage regularly in efforts to improve the nation's well-being. Bunny was a political consultant for 16 years, helping several members of conference run their campaigns in addition to serving more than 30 federal, state, and county candidates through her firm. In 2018, she ran for Congress herself, becoming the only candidate in the nation endorsed by Vice President Mike Pence during that primary season. She's about to release a brand new book called Jesus in Politics, One Woman's Walk with God in a Mudslinging Profession. Bunny, welcome to Revival Town. Chuck and Andy, it is so great to be with you. We're going to have a revival today. Yes, yes, that's what we're talking about. That's obviously the name of our podcast. So we love to find individuals like yourself who are making a difference and, and have impact. And, and you have definitely made a difference, are making a difference. You have a book coming out. And we're just pumped that you would take time to hang with us today. Well, thank you for inspiring other people to live their life uh, on the front lines of the adventure with Jesus. Yeah, so uh, let's let's talk about your personal adventure with Jesus. Obviously, we are gonna we're gonna get into the book, and I know that that you have um, man spent 16 years running congressional campaigns and helping state and county level officials represent their constituents and all of that. But why don't you begin by just telling our audience who is Bunny Pounds? What's your story? Well, number one, I love Jesus. Jesus captured my heart as a 13-year-old girl, and I've never been the same since. Um, just a radical follower, trying to be obedient every day of my life. Um, you know, love the Word of God, love meditating on the Word, love the prayer room, love the prayer movement. Um, so anyway, I just try to inspire people that walking with intimacy with Jesus is worth it. And then if we do that, we really can bring the presence of God into every room um, and really inspire other people to live for Jesus. And that's been kind of my story. Um, I like to say that this book, Jesus and Politics, is really an intimacy with Jesus book disguised as a political book. Um, it's really about discipling the nation one heart at a time. And for me, that's been uh, elected officials and members of Congress. 
I love it. I love it. And, you know, we, we spoke on the phone a couple weeks ago, and I'm like, oh, we got to get you uh, on the podcast. And I know that um, you are a graduate of, of Christ of the Nations. And, and um, is it Dallas Baptist? Um, yeah, Dallas Baptist University. Great yes, university. Yes, They've yes. stayed very biblical. Right. And I, I, I share with you that I almost went to Christ of the Nations. I ended up going to North Central University to somebody got school in Minneapolis because of the influence of my youth pastor at the time. But um, one of my good friends who's been with um, with me and my wife um, the entire 25-year history of our church, um, he attended Christ for the Nation. So anyway, um, I know that you're right there in, in Dallas, and I'm a Cowboys fan, and I know that that uh, we were talking before we recorded that you are all about the Texas Longhorns who are in the playoff, how 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 cool is that? Um, it's going to be going to be Miracle. really good. Miracles happen. Yes, and of course the Rangers <laughs> won the World Series, and um, huge you know, for us. Yes, huge for us. Yes. yes, and um, and I don't know if you saw any of the. There was a lot of publicity um, directed towards Creed, and through their song "Take Me Higher," and Scott Stapp was posted about it, and um, they were all in, and of of course. Um, the Rangers, they went higher. Now they're at the top. So how how cool was that? But anyway, I said all that to say, um, I just knew when, when we when we spoke that this was going to be a great conversation. I told Andy that we needed to, to, to get you on. So um, were you raised in a Christian home? I was. My dad uh, was a pastor growing up um, in a very kind of strict denomination, uh, Seventh-day Adventist. Um, he got filled with the Holy Spirit in the late 80s through James Robinson's ministry, and we came to Texas uh, for him to work for James. And it's funny because um, if anybody's familiar with James Robinson and his ministry, Life Today, um, James has been like a spiritual father to me, and I worked for him as well when I was 18, 19, and 20 when I was in Bible school. Wow, and he's wow. the largest supporter and um, of our ministry now, uh, Christians Engaged. And he did the foreword to my book. So it's funny how God takes our journey and throws these little seeds of relationships through the years that impact us for the future. Yeah, that that's that's some um, background there. Uh, we could unpack that uh, as well, obviously, with the impact uh, that he has had on uh, the nation and the world, uh, and especially... Um, sharing the light in so many ways um uh, obviously this topic that you're you're hitting here and we're about to come into an election year as well um you know very timely um why don't you tell us a little bit about what got you to think i need to with all my experience with the people i've been around i need to write a book that really portrays a balanced view but the right view can, biblically can you just share how how that how that journey started of i need to do this absolutely andy well four years ago i stepped out on faith i shut down my firm and we started a, a new christian ministry nonprofit called christians engaged uh, and our, our vision and mission is to inspire the body of Christ, to uh, empower them to pray regularly for elected officials, our city, state, and nations, to vote in every election, because a lot of times we only vote in presidential years if we vote at all. Mm. We're not voting in local elections and uh, county elections and state elections. 
Um, and then also to get the church outside the building and start engaging in their community. And how better a way to take the gospel than to go into your homeowners association or your chamber of commerce or your school board, right? So we started knowing that we really had two audiences. Number one, we had the complacent Christians that don't understand that government impacts every part of their life, whether they want to interact with it or not. And so we wanted to awaken, empower, and educate the, those Christians. And we do that through our voter mobilization system. We've built the only C3 nonpartisan, nonprofit Christian voter mobilization system in the nation where we send four texts and four emails around every election to every Christian in the country. So they never forget an election again, and they get prayer prompts and a video every Monday to pray as well for government. Uh, and then we started building on-demand video curriculum on civics, unpacking federal, state, and local government for people so they can really get into the systems and be uh, effective. And then we discovered that you can't just drive people to civics if they don't have a biblical worldview. Mm -hmm. So we had to start creating curriculum on biblical worldview topics like justice, economics, um, how to actually operate in this world. So. Our two main audiences are number one, apathetic Christians that want to start getting engaged and we have created a roadmap to help them do that. And lastly, people that are already engaged in politics and government and frankly need to, if they're Christians, need to walk more like Christ followers in the space. Uh oh. You know, so we're going to talk about that. I'm sure how to overcome offenses, bitterness and unforgiveness, fear, pride, anger. Um, and really how to be more Christ followers, because I think we've all seen the extremes of Christians that have got involved and they've let the enemy come in and overtake their soul with a lot of junk. And that has really decreased their effectiveness. Wow. What an important ministry. So many people. First of all, there are so many Christians that are uneducated when it comes to politics, when it comes to voting, where to begin, all of the above. And of course, you have created these on-ramps for people to get on, to educate themselves, to learn, to be able to engage. Let me just ask you this right off the bat, for the person listening right now who has already in their mind said, you know what, my vote doesn't matter. It doesn't make a difference anyway. I don't, I don't see what the big deal is. Why do I need to vote? How would you respond to that? Well, there was a newspaper uh, article yesterday in the New York Times about a man who ran for city council and he didn't vote. He oh. didn't even vote for himself and he lost by one vote. Oh. <laughs> lost by one vote. Can wow. you imagine? Oh, what a moron. <laughs> and I've heard, no, seriously, what a moron. Um, you know, yeah. But the reality is there's there's a, I could tell you story after story um, when I was working for a member of Congress, Jeb Henserling, we had a very East Texas rural district. And in Kaufman County, we had a mayor that was elected by one vote. And I used to call him the one vote mayor and he was highly effective. Um, but we've seen state representative and federal elections decided by 40 votes, 100 mm. votes, a whole family. Um, I remember one story of a a man who was running for uh, election and his family didn't vote and they, those five votes could have made the difference. Right. Mm, wow. Wow. So number one, you know, we, the other issue is a lot of Christians are afraid that there's too much voter fraud and different things happening that their vote doesn't count. And I would like to 
use a you know a quote from Senator Ted Cruz where he says, if actually Christians, the 50% that didn't voted, actually voted, we wouldn't even be talking about election integrity and voter fraud because we would dwarf the numbers. But because we're not and we're not participating, then we have these kind of uh, really kind of battleground races. So I just want to encourage Christians to just get out there and make a difference. The founders gave us a gift where we get to elect our representatives mm. and to put in people that share our values and our principles. And it's a loving thing to do. How better can we love our neighbors than to elect righteous leaders? Because Proverbs 29, 2 says, when the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. When the wicked man rules, the people groan. So if you want to love your communities and love your neighbors well, it's electing righteous people that know God and have a biblical worldview. Wow. That, that'll preach right there. Yeah, that's good. You know, I, I think um, one of the things that people have a hard time in voting is because they don't know how or who to vote for because they don't know the scriptures and i think it goes back to not not just um having a great political campaign but for christians to really say what lines up scripturally with with who is 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 going to be up for the vote right and and you know i think this culture's can be very, it's a very dangerous culture because I, I think there's a lot of swaying within the church and within culture when it comes to biblical um, responsibility, biblical um, viewpoints that, you know, it stops people from voting because they don't know what they believe. Mm. Um, and so do you guys do any work on that, like, um, just just trying to to share biblical perspective on things, you know. I, um, it, it's it's very it's very easy to be swayed, right? There's a lot of people who are just swayed because of culture, and well, the culture's doing it, so it must be all right. But yet, it goes right against biblical perspective. Do you guys do things like that to, so to be able to show people? We that? we do. That is what we do, Andy. Um, you know. The biggest problem that we have right now is biblical illiteracy. That is the number one problem. You know, when you have, George Barna said, 6% of American Christians have a biblical worldview. If only half of pastors have a biblical worldview, when you start asking them questions related to biblical worldview topics, that's terrifying, right? right? So we have a responsibility as believers, if we name the name of Christ, to go to his love letter, the best book on the planet, folks and understand what the Bible says. Um, We have actually built, so for Christians that are being wakened right now, we tell them go take our pledge to pray, vote, and engage on our website at christiansengage.org. And they'll start getting prayers every Monday. They will start getting voting reminders for every election in their state so they never forget an election again. And then they will start getting more educational products uh, that we've created, articles, our podcast that's free. And then also we have on-demand video curriculum to help them on these topics. But step two, after taking the pledge, we push everybody to our on-ramp to civic engagement seminar. 
This is a six and a half hour course that we developed. Congressman Michael Cloud from Corpus Christi, Victoria, Texas is on this curriculum. A state legislator, Matt Schaefer here from uh, Texas. Um, First Liberty Institute and our evangelism partners, Time to Revive are also on the curriculum. But we actually teach a whole hour about a biblical worldview and also issues from a biblical perspective because the Bible has a lot to say about economics, justice, the sanctity of human life, mm-hmm. biblical marriage, uh, Israel, orders and defenses, immigrants. I mean, and it's not, it doesn't always align with one party. Um, the party platforms are designed because individual citizens decided they wanted to change certain platform planks or make them more biblical or not. So we have a responsibility as Christians to number one, know the Bible, know the issues, and then connect it with the party platforms to see where we can make the most difference and what kind of leaders we want elected. That's so good. Well, um, so this is not just a great resource for individuals. It's also a great resource for pastors and leaders who, who are listening. Uh, and I would just want to encourage them to do what we're going to do and, and take the curriculum to educate your people, whether it's in a small group or through a class, take advantage of this. So let's just stop here for a moment. And and can you tell us, buddy, how do, first of all, how do people sign up to get the email that you're talking about? And then tell us how people can get the curriculum. Number one, go to christiansengage.org, christiansengage.org, and it's on every page, but you can just go to take the pledge and you'll get in our system and you'll get those voting reminders. We do ask for your full address because we need to be able to send texts and emails related to your elections to your home. Um, Also, uh, we, again, you can get the curriculum, all of our curriculum packages, We have uh, on-ramp to civic engagement, salt and light, how to impact your local communities. I did a 16-video course on the Book of Nehemiah, a leadership training course um, that we just released this year. We released biblical justice with so many amazing people from David Barton to Kirby Anderson to Dr. Jeremiah Johnston. Leaders from across uh, denominational lines are on that. Biblical Economics just released, and next year we're doing Biblical Worldview and Biblical Conduct. So we, we're kind of becoming like a, a hub for civics and Biblical Worldview topics as the body of Christ comes together. That's what's really unique about what we do as Christians Engage. We have Bible church folks, Baptists, Charismatics, Pentecostals, Catholics on our board of directors, on our leadership, and we all work together why? Because we need to work together as believers and in the spirit of John 17 and see what God wants to do to revive his body. Uh, so, I, I, oh, um, that's so good. I love it. Yeah. So guys, go to ChristiansEngage.org, uh, right? Um, and, yep. and take advantage of it because this is, this is so important. Uh, there are so many Christians out there that just want to cover their ears. Oh, I don't, I don't care about any of this. I don't want to hear about any of this. But the bottom line is this, this the Bible is filled with this, right? We need to know what it says so we know how to live, so we know how to vote, all of the above. I mean, because one thing that I think we can all agree on, and that is leadership is vital at every level, whether it's in a city, in a state, uh, uh, you know, 
from our elected officials in, in D.C. Leadership is, is so important. Why do you believe it's so hard to get the right kind of leaders elected into our government? We don't have a bench of leadership, Chuck. I mean, we are not seeing Christians. We need Christians as staffers. We need Christians as political consultants. We need Christians as activists on issues, as subject leader experts. We need them walking beside elected officials. Um, and we need them to run for office. But you have to have leadership abilities. You have to get involved in the fray. You have to get involved in the mundane of issues that are not sexy and cool and don't look very, you know, Jesus-like, like water problems and security issues and zoning issues. And a lot of Christians, you know, they love the idea of going out and impacting their culture but frankly, they're lazy and they don't want to get out there and like really learn, okay, what is it like to sit on a city council? That means I have to go to boring meetings and I have to dig into issues that I don't feel like are very cool, but they're very important for the people in those communities. Um, and so I just want to inspire Christians that they can get involved in these things and do it unto the Lord with passion and uh, integrity and loyalty and faithfulness. And if they do that, man, God opens doors. And that's the story of my life of just, you know, raising money for members of Congress, planning parades, uh, talking to donors, talking to volunteers, um, just doing the work of campaigning. But then I'm in a car with the elected official and that starts calling, you know, telling me his problems. Right. And I get to minister to him and give him the word and really disciple elected officials because I've won their loyalty through my work. I love That's it. good. You know, um, something that jumped out on your uh, the bio of, of what you do. Um, and I think this would be a good conversation just because um, I think people would be interested. You. Um, you were endorsed by Vice President Mike Pence. Um, can you can you just go into that a little bit? Like, obviously, Mike Pence uh, was Vice President with with President Trump. He um, he was going to go for President, obviously, this year, and he's backed out. Um, can you just give us a bit of background to that whole thing? Right. Uh it's a God story, and it's in the book. Um, I was six months as a staffer for my former boss, Congressman Jeb Henserling, who was a kind of conservative fiscal hawk in the House back in the uh, you know late 2007, 2008, when I started with him. And his best friend was a little unknown member of Congress from Indiana named Mike Pence, who did the Bible study in the Capitol. And my boss was Episcopal. He went to uh, to Washington with a framework for the Bible, but Mike Pence really taught him how to depend on the word of God, how to go to it for wisdom, and he truly respected him. And so six months on the job, here I am a homeschooling mom that went back to college because I felt a call to America, and I did a little fundraiser and gathered some donors to meet uh, Mike Pence. And Mike and Karen came in. We maybe had 15, 20 people there. And at the end of that event, I'm packing up my stuff, getting ready to go to the car. And he said, Bunny, how did you get with this guy? And I said, I don't even know, sir. I just was a homeschooling mom, got activated. 
uh, became a volunteer, went back to school three and a half years later, I graduated and here I am working for a member of Congress. And, uh, and I just said something in my heart that day, just said, tell him the truth. <laughs> I said, uh, he said, sir, I'm a missionary to America. Whoa. I'm a missionary to America. Hmm. And God's called me. I thought I was going to be a missionary to Latin America, and here I am. Hmm. And he said, Bunny, I'm a missionary to America, too. Wow, what a way to say that. Hmm. And we just sat there and connected over Jesus for about 30 minutes. Karen was looking on. My boss was looking on. They had, were delayed getting to the airport. And if you had told me, you know, back in 2007, that one conversation would have led to a vice presidential endorsement. I would have told you that is crazy. But I interacted with him several times when he was governor of Indiana, prayed over him, gave him words from the Lord, you know, what I felt was on my heart for him. And when I ran for Congress 10 years after that first conversation, uh, he was then vice president of the United States. And he told my boss, he goes, I want to help Bunny. We need her light in DC. And uh, I was the only person um, that had a private meeting with him during my eight-person primary. And we put these pictures all over social media and on mail pieces. And that helped me get into a two-person runoff. And then I thought that story was over. The vice president doesn't really endorse without the president. And technically, they don't really do that much in primaries. But three weeks into my runoff, uh, Mike Pence went on Twitter and he endorsed me for Congress. And it was wow. an amazing thing out of nowhere. And we ended up on the front page of the New York Times because the president had no, no idea who I was. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> Talk about a but, divine uh, appointment. That is a divine appointment. What a great what a great story and what a great encouragement as well to, to everybody who's listening. And, um, you know, there could be somebody right now who's who's skeptical of when it comes to um, not just participating participating in politics, but when it comes to endorsing a political campaign. So, you know, how can how can we be encouraged that it's okay as believers to be part of this process? Well, we have to pick between imperfect candidates, right? Jesus is not on the ballot, and so <laughs> to actually shift to things, you have to get involved with people. Well, people are involved in organizations and they're involved in systems. And, you know, I believe instinctively that every Christian are, are independents. We are independents. We are kingdom people. We love people regardless of party labels. And any Christian that can't pray for a, a elected official, whether they have an R or a D behind their name, needs to examine their heart. Right. Um, but to influence policy... To impact um, platforms, that means we have to get involved in party politics and we have to get involved with certain elected officials. And that makes means we make choices, right? Right. So we're not excluding other people. We are just working within the systems that have been created. So pastors like you, Chuck, you know, we do have a strategic ministry partnership agreement where we help pastors and they get all of our curriculum for free and we help them do voter registration and voter mobilization. Wait, wait, wait. Let's, but, let's, let's just let's just pause on that, because I think that just there is so needed, because what you find nowadays is pastors that because they they don't want to upset people that may be in their church, right? You get the, I hate this. I, I, 
I hate when pastors say this, but when they say, well, it's a conversation between one another, you know, when in, instead of addressing something, they'll say, yeah. well, it's a conversation. It's a private conversation. It's a private conversation. Over a cup of coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, but you can't have a cup of coffee with 500 people. Right, right. And right. and so what you've just, so can you dig a little bit into how you equip pastors? And again, it's not about di- directing not them about to, yeah, not directing them to Republican or Democrat or, but this is the biblical viewpoint. Can you talk a Go in depth a little bit about how you equip the pastor to present why folks in the church should engage. Well, we just go through our three points. I think every pastor in America, if they really look at it and talk about pray, vote, engage without splitting their churches. Okay. It's not that hard. We, we are admonished in 1 Timothy 2 to pray for those in authority over us, right? Yeah, that right. we may live a peaceful life. Frankly, it's for the purpose of the gospel. We want freedom. We want liberty. We want to pray for America. Why? Because we want the gospel to go to the ends of the earth. Let's just be brutally honest. Um, and, this, and this nation has been a vehicle of God's blessing um, to bring the gospel to the ends of the earth. Secondly, we should, again, we should be able to talk about loving our neighbor, about electing righteous leaders, that we don't want to be North Korea, Cuba, Venezuela. We've been blessed with the responsibility and the honor of electing representatives. We are in a a democratic republic that, you know, we're not a pure democracy. It's not mob rule and, you know, majority rule. It's we get to elect our elected officials. So... Any pastor in America can talk about that without splitting their church. Thirdly, every pastor in America is talking about sharing the gospel, right? And going outside the walls of the church. But do we really empower people and see that when they go into leadership roles in their community, that those people can actually have influence over more people for the purpose of the gospel? So we, we want to go in as servants. And we want to impact our communities. And so engaging in civic education and involvement in our communities, our state and our nation is a worthy thing for Christians to do. So we kind of help pastors walk through that. They don't have, we don't encourage them to endorse from the pulpit, but in their individual lives, they can mobilize people. We have a pastor uh, here in Dallas, Fort Worth, that's got really involved with us. He's gotten so inspired. And he's got his members, he's recruiting people to run for city council in his church. He has been mobilizing Christians in his church to get on boards like the Park and Recreations Department, the Zoning Commission, the Library Advisory Board, because those little citizens are making the decisions. It's usually in a community, if you have a a city of, say, 25 to 50,000 people, about 100 people are making all the decisions in that city. Mm. And that's the truth. It's the leaders in the civic organizations and in those commissions that are making the difference. So pastors can use their influence to encourage their members to go be out be out there in the community and make a difference. And what we've seen through our work with over, we've got signed agreements with over 50 pastors now, is that if they do that, it actually brings more people into their church because they're hearing about that church from the people in the community that are actually active out in the community. Does that make sense? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. A- a- absolutely. That's, that's so good. Well, I, I know your book is, 
is so needed, and we know it is releasing in February, and it's already, though, in some... You got a copy of it right there. Woo, woo, woo. Yay. In fact, it's it's available already, even though it hasn't been released yet, in some select Barnes & Noble and Books A Million stores. Is that correct? Yeah, there was a warehouse issue, and um, the publisher, Charisma House, accidentally sent some books to Barnes & Noble and Books A Million. So if you go to those two booksellers, you can get it right now. Um, we're also doing $50 um, books signed, personalized for Christmas on our website at christiansengage.org. But I need lots of pre-orders, guys. This comes out February 6th. We want it to be a bestseller. Um, we're doing really well on book on um, pre-orders already, but this book is exciting. It's stories. It's um, really talking every chapter, 10 chapters has an intimacy with Jesus topic, whether it's teach us to pray or how to disciple a nation or does God speak to politicians. Every chapter has something related to our walk with God, but I share and I go back through crazy stories from my life um, of, of walking with important people and how God's moved in their life. And I had over 20 elected officials that had to sign off on this book. So it's an honor for me to share some of their stories and some of the back back behind the scenes of their lives because it's important for people to realize they can make a difference. One voice, mm. one person can make a difference in mm. our world. Love, I love that. Well, we it's for- called Jesus and Politics. Jesus yes. and Politics. So go yes. pre-order it on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Books a Million, Prisma, or our website. All the above, ChristianEngage.org. Well, listen, before we ask you to pray, Bunny, what what's the what's the your personal biggest takeaway you hope readers have? I want God to take people on a journey of them understanding that he loves them with everything in him. You know, my favorite chapter in the Bible is John 17, that we would love him. We would love Jesus like the father loves him. Mm. Um, Really, we complicate Christianity so much in the modern American church. It's really about loving Jesus with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength and loving our neighbors as ourselves. Amen. And if we woke up every morning and said, Jesus, I want to love you with my whole heart, mind, and soul. I want to know your word. I want to walk with you. I want to hear from your Holy Spirit. And then we go out there purposely, every conversation, even as we're on this podcast right now, God, bring your presence into this situation. Bring wisdom into this conversation. Let me see people after the spirit and love them the way you love them. If we do that as believers, our world would radically be changed. Mm -hmm. And that's what I hope Jesus and politics brings to every heart. Um, And ultimately revival, this is revival town. Right. Revival (laughs) starts with all of us. Let revival start with our heart. Um, And if, you know, if people can see us burn, man, that's what we want. We want them to see us burn, and we want that fire to catch into their hearts for the rest of their influence that they have. Amen. Right. That's so good. Man, that's good. Well, I like you. You're fired up. Well, could you, Yay. Could you? Um, for those, and again, for those that are listening, and, and we have a lot of people overseas that listen as well, but... Um, this really has, has been focused on what's happening in America and what's about to happen in America next year as well. Could you just pray um, for our listeners and where their hearts may be and, and, and just this whole um, way that we can engage 
the culture with this. Can you pray for us? I would love that, Andy. Thank you. Well, Lord, we just come before you right now, and we just thank you for every listener. Lord, we thank you that this conversation, hopefully one piece of this conversation has caused them to rethink or to realize that you have a call on their life, that they have a purpose and a destiny. And sometimes, Lord, we feel insignificant. We don't feel like what we do makes a difference. You're speaking a different word. You're telling us what who we are in you. And our destiny and our purpose goes beyond what we can see with our carnal eyes, Lord. It's about your love for us. And if we realize how much we are loved, how deeply we can love other people. So God, I just pray that every person listening, Lord, that we would be activated. We would take steps of obedience. We would be very mindful of the things that are happening in our soul, God, and push back against uh, where the enemy is trying to take us out. And Lord, we'd press in for more of you in your word, in the place of prayer, in worship, and God, that we would go out and we would be disciple makers. Lord, everything that we're doing, everything in this world is about us being more Christ-like so that we can disciple the nations. So God, I thank you for every person, whether they're in America or overseas watching us or listening to this right now, God, that they would be disciple makers and that they would see the great commission in their life fulfilled every day of their life. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you. So if people want to connect with you, uh, what is the best way, social media-wise, website, things like that? Um, what would yeah. be the best um, Christians Engaged, we're on everything. Uh, Christians with an S, Engaged with a D. Um, Bunny Pounds, Bunny Pounds, Texas. Bunny Pounds uh, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. Um, we're booking churches. Um, I'm booked almost through the end of February right now, um, but we're booking every Sunday for 2024. So if you would love for me to come to your church, love to do that. Um, and then meet and greets, just lots of different things, but check out our classes, check out our area leader program, check out our strategic ministry partnerships. We have ways for every Christian to engage with us and uh, get the book and share it with other people. That's great. Love it. Great. Yeah. Well, we are we are close to the end of the the conversation, but one of the things that we do every week is the big three. Three questions that have nothing to do with what we've talked about, but everything to do with you. Okay. So uh, Chuck, you want to start? I'm sure. All right. I will I will kick us off. My first question is you said you you live in the Dallas Fort Worth area. So is it Tex Mex? Or Texas barbecue, you can only pick one. Tex Mex, absolutely uh, okay, hands all down. Right, all right, yeah. uh, right on. Okay, you live in Texas. If you had to, I know this is going to sound political. I'm sorry. If you had to live in a democratic state, which one would you like to live in? Ooh, because <laughs> we live in one right now in Illinois. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> Yes, I just met one of your members of Congress, Mary Miller, the other day wow. in Illinois. Wow. Um, so, yeah, battleground state, a purple state, Pennsylvania. I love Pennsylvania. I've been to Pennsylvania a lot the last couple of years, and I just I think it's great. Uh, That's good. Great, great. Well, obviously, you love America. What, where is your go to place to get away? Out in the woods of East Texas, uh, I hope that when I'm 80 years old, my husband and I have a East Texas 
ranch with uh we can bass fish and we can just sit on our porch and read the bible and hopefully tears are just running down my face because i still love jesus that's, that's my dream that's my great. wow that's cool. well that's good well love thank it. you so much for coming on revival town today uh i know that not just this conversation but your book and and your life is going to really help so many people uh, in this area, especially going into next year. So, uh, again, thank you so much for coming on to Revive. And, and maybe we'll get you to Rock Church, and then you can tour Dream Center. Yeah, yeah you know, I mean? there we go. I would love that. Yeah. Um, I love everything the Dream Center programs are doing, and thank you guys for your work and um, stirring up revival up there. Every place we need to have centers of revival, and the yeah. church being the church, we can't depend on government. It's got to be the church and the body of Christ helping the homeless working in human trafficking, mm -hmm. all the things that we need to be doing. We need to be impacting that community. And that's what you guys do. Great. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you for coming on to Revival Town. Yes, we're back. That's got some groove. I've, I, uh, yeah, you a little know. bit of groove, you know, man. Gotta... You know, well, speaking of groove, that was a a, a grooving conversation. Whoa, look at you look bringing at the old uh, Come on. parallels. <laughs> Bringing the my name is Chuck Tate. I bring the parallels <laughs> or the paralegals. I don't know. But <laughs> no, so you know, seriously, that was really, really good stuff, and we're grateful to for for Bunny taking the time to come and hang and educate us. So go check out ChristiansEngage.org, and it's so important because of what is happening, not just in America but globally. I sent you this. Um, a, a news clip via Instagram from the Christian Post about something that's going on in Britain. This is right? crazy. Young Brits are are open to banning the Bible over perceived quote hate speech. Is that crazy? That is crazy. You sent me that. I was like, that you know, it, you know, my mind went back to way back early century stuff, uh, centuries ago, where they they tried to ban Christmas. They tried to ban all different types of things with the Bible. I mean, yeah. it's crazy yeah. how we can take something like that. I mean, in the UK last year or many years ago, probably five years ago, four or five years ago, um, a lot of statues were being, you know, taken down, whether they were connected to slavery or things that they said. And we see that over here as well with the ca cancel culture. Right. Just crazy, just crazy. Like they yeah. can't take what the word of God is, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, here, here's here's what they were pulled. All right, unless the offending parts can be edited out, books containing what some perceive, which is crazy, what some perceive as hate speech, should be banned from general sale, including, if necessary, religious texts such as the Bible. Now, young people aged thirteen or eighteen, excuse me, eighteen to thirty four were the most likely to agree with this statement, 23%. So I think, man, you know what? The, we definitely need to educate believers and encourage believers to stand up and get involved in local forms of government and city councils yeah. and all the above. Yeah. Not, not, to, not to cram Jesus down anybody's throat, but to live out what we believe. Yeah, that's good. Use our influence for good. Yeah, and hopefully people will connect. Um, you know, this book, uh, I think is very timely 
Jesus and Politics. I mean, it's a great title. Like people yeah. are going to get into it. Yep. And so uh, make sure you check that out. So yeah, and endorsed by Vice President Pence. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. A, that's a. I mean, that's a big deal. Regardless of what your beliefs are, what your political stance is, that's um, that's that's a heavy hitter. Yeah, you know what's next. You know what? We're, since we're talking about Brits and and how um, some of them are crazy, <laughs> some of their wow. some of their thinking. Um, yeah, yeah it it's time for Tate and his mate. Tate and his mate. This is where we uh, will throw a word or a phrase at my mate Tate, and the word or phrase is from England that is not used in America, and he's got to try and guess it. And so uh, I've got I've got one today. Okay, that. Has two meanings Ooh. in Britain. Oh, okay. So you you could really yeah. you should be able to get one or the other. But uh, okay, um, let's let's do um, let's do one one way of saying it. Um, today was pretty brassic. Brassic. B r a s s i c. Well, I remember seeing Jurassic Park. No, brassic, oh, not Jurassic. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> Brassic. Brassic. Use it in a sentence again. Um, today, well, actually, today wasn't too brassic, but okay. last week it was. Last week was brassic. Yeah. Oh, oh, cold. I need a coat because it's oh. brassic. Very good. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. Now, it can be used in another form. Um, I, I went on a date with my wife, and she was brassic. <laughs> You're now in the doghouse. You're in the in-laws' quarters. <laughs> that's where that's where I recorded last week's podcast. I know. Oh, man, yeah. Um, Brassic could also be used for someone who is poor. Okay. So oh, I'm Brassic. I'm I'm broke. I haven't got any oh. money. Well, okay. So, yeah, so there's two, yeah. two words there. So, oh, there you well, go. so, yeah, after your credit card got stolen, you're brassic. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Man, I tell you what. Didn't mean well, to bring that back up. Well, Sorry, thanks for that. Yeah, bringing that up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blacker! Yeah. All right. So, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we've got some fun ones coming up the next few weeks. Yeah. And uh, make sure you're telling people about Revival Town and what we're doing. And um, we are definitely. Uh, Ramping down to ramp up. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I have no idea what that means. Okay, um, so we're going to ramp down. <laughs> but then we're going to ramp up. <laughs> and what I meant was we're coming to the end of the year. We're ramping down to the end of the year, but we're going into the new year. So oh, go. it's going to be good. Man, we're, three years we've been doing this. Man, we're about ready to hit 100,000 downloads. Crazy. Crazy. And we still can't get it right. (laughs) (laughs) Ramp down (laughs) to ramp up. It's brassic in here. Well, thank you so much for listening to Revival Town uh, or watching. Uh, A lot of people do watch and uh, make sure that you are letting people know about Revival Town podcast, whether that's listening, watching or following on social media. Right on. Yeah. Thank you. You guys rock. We do it for you. See you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Revival Town Podcast. Make sure you're following us on social media and remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information, head on over to RevivalTownPodcast.com. Sacrifice now.